Welcome back to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because over the weekend, I went to a, a theme park full of dinosaurs on an island. Obviously, the dinosaurs were created from prehistoric DNA. We don't have to look into how it happened. It happened. Anyway, the dinosaurs, they're bloody loose and I'm terrified and hiding and obviously can't come into work today. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work, to the song that sets the tone for the day, their favourite meal, and their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and help. Maybe even a pterodactyl that has imposter syndrome. Who knows? But this week, we have the magnificent Ganit Kaur. Ganit was a Raw Comedy finalist in 2022, and this year is debuting her first one-hour show, Manic Pixie Dream Goblin, which is a fantastic title. We're very excited for her first one-hour show. This year, she'll be performing at the Melbourne Comedy Festival from the 10th to the 23rd of April, and the Sydney Comedy Festival from the 18th to the 19th of May. So get your tickets to this show. As always, links in the description. Make sure also to follow this podcast, subscribe, like, rate, do all the things. It means a lot to us. But for now, pull out the thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chuckin' a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck, chuck a Ganit, thank you so much for joining Chuckin' a Sickie. Thank you for having me. Look, it's, it's very exciting to have you here because we're going to go through what would be your perfect day off. But to start the day, we really need to get into what has been your worst job. So I know you're a comedian now, but did, did you ever have, you know, a pretty terrible job? Um, yeah, I've had some and I've also, I'm working in disability support work at the moment. I've also had people that I've supported who I've had to drop because they've been really difficult to work with. Yeah. But before that, I guess uh, I used to, I think the worst job I ever had, um, you know, those people that used to hand out samples of food at Woolworths <laughs> Yeah. pre-COVID before we decided that that was like a job that was no longer needed. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first to go. Um, I used to do that and it was pretty awful. Yeah, I feel like that would be um, kind of my dream job though. Like the whole day giving out the samples. Like surely it means you could just eat unlimited samples. And like they were the most exciting things in the supermarket. Yeah, you get the free samples, but I feel like it was like you stand in one spot for four to eight hours. <laughs> yeah. And then you have no one to talk to. Everyone like talks to you like very briefly for like 10 second incre increments to get samples and then uh, it's just like a lot of standing still and doing nothing yeah i guess they bring shoppers a lot of joy but for people working it would be awful i think maybe it's just like i've got adhd so i'm not good at like oh just sit in a spot <laughs> and just stay still awful <laughs> that seems like probably one of the worst jobs you could do <laughs> that or a statue <laughs> it would just be yeah awful. It would be, yeah that and living statue would be my uh <laughs> Yeah, um, nightmare jobs. I actually saw a guy the other day as a living statue and I didn't realize that was something that people still did. Like, I, is it a profitable thing to do? Well, maybe around Circular Key. Yeah, like, it's got to be, right? Otherwise, like, why would you yeah. do it? Or maybe it's like, you know, people, the people doing it are just passionate about art. So like, yeah. you shouldn't have to go to the theater. Find yeah. me on the street. That's... I love that perspective on it. It's not something I've ever thought of. They're just really into their craft, so they have to stand there. Well, I remember, like, um, my grandma was visiting from overseas and uh, she saw one of the buskers, this was, like, years ago, like, the living statues. And my dad explained to her, he was like, oh, like, they're not homeless people begging for money, they're artists. 
Yeah, and that's are. like how I remember. Like yeah. that's how I think of them. So when you were handing out samples, how long did you stay in that job? Uh, I think it was like a bit over six months. That's a decent amount of time. I would have thought a couple of weeks and you're gone. No, like, y- you know how there's rent and... <laughs> <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like studying at the time. So in some senses, it was like a good job because it was casual. But um, yeah, it, I really hated it. Yeah, I can understand why you would hate it. Did you get to eat the samples or was that very oh, much... Oh, yeah, that okay. was like a perk as well. Sometimes like once you were done with a the campaign, they'd be like, oh, by the way, if you've got like 10 boxes of coffee in your trunk, you get to keep them all. Oh, so that's like, great. Right, cool. <laughs> that was a perk. That was probably one of the few perks. Yeah, if you're getting paid to stand still, probably getting paid not a great wage, the perk at least is getting some free coffee at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So did you ever try and pull a sick day from that work? I don't think I did. Really? Um, there was like, I've de- I definitely cancelled at the last minute once or twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, I did pull a sick day once. Uh, yeah, they yelled at me. <laughs> it was not a good work environment. Did they? I mean, that sounds <laughs> terrible. Did they find out that you chucked a sickie? Was that the reason why they were yelling at you? No. Like, oh, they're just they're awful. Just, they were just annoyed that like I was, yeah. It is, it is funny though, because I look at the comparisons in that. So you stood at, at a statue, people just spoke at you very briefly, sometimes aggressively, and now you're a comedian, which yeah. you stand on stage and people are still aggressive <laughs> towards you. Do you find that, that when people heckle you, you, it takes you back to those days of being a food sampler? I've never put those two things together in my head. <laughs> um, I think I'm quite like, I've had a pretty good time doing stand-up. I don't get aggressively heckled very often. Yeah. Um, so it's a rarity. And when when I do, it's kind of nice because like unlike customer service, you get to yell back at them. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just be like, call them whatever you want. And sometimes audiences eat it up. Especially yeah. Especially like, I think you're a woman, you get more leeway because you, I don't know. Yeah. You're not, you're not actually going to harm anyone, supposedly. <laughs> um, you want to rewrite that narrative. You're like, I'm going to just get everyone. <laughs> Except me. I come at them with knives. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I saw for you as well, you, you've done like a roast battle. I saw it on YouTube oh, the other day. <laughs> and for you, is that the type of comedy you prefer? Because obviously your stand-up is, is quite different to that. Do you, do you like engaging with hecklers or having a bit more of a roast? Or do you prefer, I guess, having something that you've, you've prepared earlier and not as, I guess, uh, improvisational? Um, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. The roast battles are all prepared. Earlier. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Uh, you've broken my heart at this point. For the most part, they are prepared earlier. And yeah. then you might like, I don't know, have some lines. But if they say this, I'm going to say this. If you're thinking very well. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's very... or some people are good at improv. Not, not me. I'm not the best at it. Um, okay. So you prepare in advance. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I think I prefer doing like classic stand Um, I, I really like watching roast battles. Which is probably weird because, like, I don't know. I'm very, like, left-wing and feminist. And then roast battles are, like, (laughs) awful. But, like, they're my guilty pleasure. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Every time they make, like, uh, an inappropriate, like, misogynistic comment, you're like, yes. And then you think, and you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all pretty um, terrible. But, like, I think also we're all friends with each other, like, Mm. um, which kind of helps like you know it's not actually mean-spirited yeah so i really get into it yeah that makes a big difference i think it's really interesting when you look at those it's similar to sport in a way you think everyone just hates each other so when comedians are doing roasting of each other you're like maybe they actually don't like each other oh yeah 
Um, but yeah, no, I think for my roast as well, like I, uh, I asked the guy beforehand, I was like, is it okay if I make a topic, at, like a joke about your daughter who you no longer talk to? <laughs> oh my and God. He was like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, all right. Uh, that Gotta would be... come out swinging, fine. <laughs> is... I'm so glad that you asked. That's so polite of you, but that is... I mean, yeah, I don't know whatever, like some comics probably don't. If you're roasting your friends, you don't actually want to hurt their feelings. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. And I guess for you, I mean, you had a pretty big break last year making it as a Raw Comedy finalist as well. How was that process for you, I guess, being on stage in Melbourne in front of so many people? Uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, like, I didn't expect it at all. Um, so, like, I, <laughs> to the extent that, like, they get you free flights to Melbourne. That's a good perk. That's uh, much better than uh, free samples. <laughs> <laughs> they get you free flights to Melbourne. And I had already booked mine just to go hang out at the <laughs> festival. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I was like, well, I'm not getting in. So I'm just going to, like, but, like, you know, whatever, compete for the sake of it. Um, but yeah, really surprised. And then it was uh, a really fun, great experience. I had a lovely time doing it. Yeah. And I, I guess since then, you've been a lot more in the comedy scene. Yeah, the girls happens every Sunday um, in Chippendale Hotel, I understand as well. Yep. I guess for you, um, after that, you've done your first, you know, first solo show, Manic Pixie Dream Goblin. W what's next for you? Um, I'm still kind of doing the solo show right now. Uh, so going to tour that in Melbourne and then Sydney Comedy Festival, hopefully, you know, improve it on the run as well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, beyond that, I haven't really thought too far ahead. I think it's just more of the same, you know, like you, you write an hour of material and then um, you, you chuck it out and then you start again. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably just, um, you know, doing spots around town and uh, continuing writing. Yeah. And... I've, I've read a bit about you and, and it said that you got into comedy after a bad breakup. For me, if I have a bad breakup, I'm thinking ice cream, I'm thinking crying. And I feel like I spoke with, with another guest about this as well. Why, why comedy after a breakup? Um, it, was, it wasn't like I deliberately started doing... I mean, I guess <laughs> I did, but uh, like I did the crying and I did the ice cream. Yeah, good. Um, but I, a friend of mine randomly signed up to a comedy night mm. um, and I kind of was like, she asked me to do it as well. Yeah. Um, so I kind of signed up out of solidarity, I guess. I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. And I fully believed that no one would put me on. Like, I really genuinely was like, no one knows who I am. Like, they're just like, it's just a sign up thing. I don't think they're going to put everyone who signs up on. So I'll just sign up and nothing will come of this. Like, Demi Lardner was like headlining the night. <laughs> so it was a like big a big headliner. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way. I'll yeah. just put my name down though, whatever. I'll, like, and I'll be supporting my friend. Did you, did you prep? Oh, uh, I did after, yeah, I found out that I was on the lineup. Oh, okay. I was like, say. I got the thing that said, yeah, you're on. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, that wasn't meant to happen. Yeah, it's become real. Um, so I prepped and then, like, I prepped quite, quite, like, properly. Like, I don't know. I got a bit anal about it. Um, and then it did, it just went really well and I really enjoyed it. And then after that, like, I think cause of the breakup, you know how you, sometimes you're just like, this is like the new me now. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the new me then. And, um, so I just kept going with it. I, I love that. I, I guess the chance and the chance that you ended up being on that night and doing comedy has really changed your entire life in a way. 
Yeah, it really has. Yeah, I, I have a psychology degree. I'm not using it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you are. Maybe you are in your comedy. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I guess very it's possible. very introspective. Yeah. So with your comedy as well, you say that a lot of it, you like it to be, you, I guess, thought through a little bit before. So you're not doing as much improv. You, you kind of want to be prepared. With the things that you write, do you draw on your own personal experience or do you, I guess, um, take world events um, or like things that are, that you just find funny that aren't necessarily like related to your own life? Um, a little bit of everything, but I guess a bulk of it is personal experience at the moment. Occasionally, like if I see something funny in the news or interesting in the news or I've got an idea or an observation, I'll uh, write about that as well. But um, yeah, a lot of it is just like things that have happened to me, thoughts I've had. Yeah, and, and things that have come into your focus. With with what you were saying before, obviously your... your um, your set changes as as you go. Do you find that there are a lot of changes depending on audience response or do you try and, I guess, stick with what, what you believe to be funny um, that that relates to the audience? Um, sometimes I'll tailor it on the night as well. So um, like if I'm doing a joke and I do like an abortion joke and the audience hate that, <laughs> I might be like, all right, we'll pull back on that kind of material and I've got like, you know, other material that, slider that I can do and I'll just, I might stick to that instead or yeah um but it's not necessarily that I don't think it's funny or that I think one is funnier than the other it's just you know if you've got like four different things that you all believe in and your audience doesn't like one out of four you can just drop that yeah I guess if you're at a pro-life conference and you're talking about abortions it may not go down so well probably wouldn't take a gig at a pro-life conference <laughs> 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 Okay, so look, going back to your worst job, now you've had a bit of time to think. What's an excuse that you, you have used or you would have used to get out of work to chuck a sickie? Do you have any good ones up your sleeve? Um, flat tire is always reliable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, like, um, yeah, you need to be able to drive to from work. That's true. Uh, That's very true. Current job, I sometimes need to transport people. So flat tire is just like... It's a, like that you can't do anything with that. Yeah, well, I guess the argument there is, you know, if it's only one flat tire, you can change that with a spare. Are you saying like all your, your all your tires are flat or more than one tire is flat? One tire is flat, but I am inept. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to change a tire. I got away from it, RMA. It could yeah. be hours. <laughs> it could be years. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I get that. So if you were trying to get out of work, would that be your go-to excuse? I think so. Yeah, okay. Flat tire. Oh, you know what? I'd buy it. I, I think... It's funny, I, I've had a flat tire many times and I've only recently learned how to change it. It's not easy. No, you need like the the thing. Yeah, well, I guess that was my problem initially. I couldn't find the the, um, the jack yes. to, to help lift up the car. As much as you try and lift up a car, it will not budge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're getting out of your sick day by, by saying you have a flat tire. You're not going to give out the free food samples today. You get the day off. And it's not a big night. It's a big day. Baraka Performance haven't sponsored this segment yet, but they will at some point. <laughs> what is your Baraka Performance song to pump you up for the big day? Um, I feel like mine changes all the time. At the moment, what is it? I had it um, on... I listened to it this today. Bulletproof by La Rocks. Oh, that is a banger of a tune. That, that would have come out 
early early to like early 2000s 2010s maybe yeah i'm never really current with music i just discover songs that have been released 10 years ago <laughs> and then like put them into the, the spotify yeah see i reckon you're the type of person that goes to their friends and be like guys i've heard this person called avicii <laughs> he's fantastic <laughs> and they're like i'm so sorry to tell you he's dead <laughs> um okay so bulletproof is a great song do you know any other of Laroque's songs or is it just bulletproof just bulletproof honestly okay i'd love to hear what are some other songs that you found recently that have come out <laughs> ages ago <laughs> not that that's ages ago but that's a solid 10 years i think at least um oh i don't know i'd have to check um but like i don't know it's just a, a thing i'm constantly doing where i'm like like i've been listening to methyl ethyl more recently but it's been their older album not the newer one yeah <laughs> and I, I i don't really go out of my way too much sometimes i just hear a song that i really like um and then i'm like oh i shazam it or whatever and then i'm like oh yeah 10 years ago, five, yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> at least at least at least so you're not listening to top 40 at all all of your songs have to be like top 40 of 2005 <laughs> 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 okay so you get song from a while ago pumps you up you're ready to go i guess the next step in this perfect day is what are you going to eat uh because you've got the song you're pumped up you're you're jacked up where in your local community would you go it could be at home it could be you know outside in the city elsewhere where would you go for your perfect meal i reckon like oh probably just pick a random local cafe in newtown Get, really yeah you, Cor- you wouldn't even prepare you wouldn't even prepare you wouldn't say this is the one you just like any random newtown hotel uh newtown pub um look i'd probably like i don't have a go-to is my problem Right, so you're not you're not a regular at any place. Uh, not for brunch. Like I, I have a regular coffee place, but okay. I don't like their food. So. <laughs> so would you go there for coffee and then go for brunch at a place that serves corn fritters? I mean, I'd probably just get the coffee with the corn fritters. So the coffee, the coffee's not good enough for you to get it <laughs> at this place and then move over. My local coffee. <laughs> pl- I live above a cafe. My local coffee place is like. It's very convenient. It's, it's, it's the convenience for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so you go to a brunch place that serves corn fritters. I love corn fritters. What are you looking for in your corn fritters? Because I feel like there's variations on them. You can get like a fat corn fritter or like a really like oh, like like thin slice, but very crispy corn fritter. I think you want more fritter. crispy. Really? I, I like the fluffy ones. I feel like the more, really? the more hefty they are, the more I like them. I don't know. I've had ones that have been too hefty and I'm like, this feels like cake with corn in it. <laughs> Which... Just sounds terrible. <laughs> I feel like if I saw a cake with corn in it, I'd be upset. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I reckon corn fritters, avocado, that tomato salsa. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great good combo. Do you have one in your head that you're like, this is the best corn fritter I have ever had? No, I'm still searching. You're still ser- you haven't found the one? No. Any in contention? Yeah, yeah I, no, I'm not consistent. Like, okay. Yeah. But it has to be in Newtown. Newtown just has to be the place with Probably the Probably like convenience, but like <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. I could drive. If there's a if there's a place that has really good corn fritters in Sydney, I will make the drive for it. I just don't know of the place. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a few out there. There's got to be, right? I do love how that your perfect meal is like I like corn fritters, but convenience is key here. <laughs> Anywhere in Newtown is fine as long as I can just walk. It is good to walk. Yeah, I love that. So you go for corn fritters. What about if you had to go anywhere in the world? Is there somewhere in the world that if you're like, I could have my perfect meal there. And we've had some real clangers. So you can't really go so wrong with this. We've had a, I'm pretty sure Denny's and um, yeah, and a Shake Shack. So what would be your perfect overseas meal? French bread is really good. I would like, 
a hundred percent just get a baguette from a bakery somewhere in Paris or like I France. thought French bread was a cafe and I'm like I've never heard of this Where is it? <laughs> okay so just like a, a beautiful baguette a beautiful baguette some cheese have you been to France before oh yeah okay and have you when you've been there did you find the baguettes with the things that made you want to come back I mean there's like a lot going on um there's a lot more than baguettes. I liked the um, museums, like the okay. art galleries. That which, was nice. Which one was your, your fave? Musée d'Orsay. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Musée d'Orsay. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, I, I just, <laughs> I'm like one quarter French. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. And I feel like France is very much known for their museums. I feel like you could spend days, if not weeks, oh, yeah. just in Paris alone in the museums. The Louvre, I think, is like a four-day you know, yeah. hike around that museum. Do you go for certain artists or are you just there to browse and, and see what takes your fancy? Um, I definitely didn't go for certain artists. There was definitely like a part of my brain that was like, well, I'm here, so I have to see the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. You, as you have to, even though you, you know you're going to be disappointed and you are slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say what you thought of it. It's just, it's not that impressive. No. I don't like, mean to be I, rude. I get that it, I get its significance and all of that and I get why it was important at the time but when you look at it you're like that is an A4 piece of paper <laughs> yeah but it's an A4 piece of paper with a red velvet rope in front so people can't touch it and security guards I mean fair enough yeah you got to keep our monuments safe right it is interesting though I feel like France is known for their art as well um but their baguettes would be second so if, oh, yeah. if you're in Sydney corn fritters yes. from somewhere in Newtown yes if you're Anywhere in the world, it would be a nondescript Parisian bakery uh, with a baguette with just cheese. Cheese and a baguette. Yeah, I think that would be the dream. I'd get some olives as well. Olives with baguette and cheese? You've never just had cheese bread and olives? No. I mean, you don't have to put them in the baguette. You can just have them on the side. Okay, that makes more sense. I was picturing you put it inside, which wouldn't be bad either. I've definitely had bread with olives before, but I feel like... Yeah, that makes more sense having it on the side. And the background, where are you sitting when you're having this beautiful baguette? Oh, I don't know. I, I, like, maybe I'm in front of the Eiffel Tower, but that's so cliche. It, yeah. It's... I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't maybe, know. Maybe in Musée d'Orsay. Maybe. You're there. I'm definitely saying it wrong, and I'm just putting on a French accent <laughs> over the best. But it's but... convincing. <laughs> it's convincing. And, and we're all we Australian, so you can just run with it. Yeah, exactly. Um. Are you a big foodie? Is that something that you're passionate about? Because I feel like music, you're not that passionate about, given the fact that you're listening to things <laughs> from 10 years ago that happened to come across your radar. Um, yeah, I like food. I'm a vegetarian, though, so there's a bit of, like, limitation there. Like, I can't, you know, um, that limits me. But, yeah, I love, like, going to nice restaurants or um, trying new things. Yeah, and in terms of vegetarianism, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been a vegetarian for? I think since, like... I was like 12, so it's been a while now. Yeah, that is a, a decent amount of time. Have you found that the vegetarian food has improved over the years? Oh, yeah. There's so much stuff at the supermarket now that just was not there when I was growing up. Like you can get like fake bacon now and it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, bacon is fantastic. I've, I've been having bacon for years and it's it's good stuff. Um, I think that was a bit of a leading question. I apologize because I realized that it is very hard to say that vegetarian food has not gotten better in the years. Like <laughs> anywhere you go now, there are just phenomenal vegetarian and vegan restaurants. Do you have any vegan or vegetarian restaurants that are your like, these are, these are the top of the top. Vina Vegan is good. I really yeah, like Vina in Newtown as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great place. Um, I've been there a few times. 
I feel like they got new ownership and then they became a bit nicer, like in terms of like their decor. So they used to be a lot more grungy, I feel. Like um, the decor in it was a bit more like, um, I don't know, someone's kitchen. Yeah. Whereas now they've like painted the walls and made it a bit nice, a bit more wholesome. I mean, I don't really care what they do as long as the food stays the same, you know? It's like yeah. One of those ones. Yeah, that makes sense. So that, that would be your go-to vegan oh, or yeah. veggio place. Yeah, yeah. Is there a dish there that is, is always good? I mean, they don't serve corn fritters, but... <laughs> um, I think they do like a really good like papaya salad or like oh, a yeah. roast duck salad as well. Yeah, fake ro- duck, yeah, roast duck yeah, salad, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah that duck. would be delicious. And they get it like really crispy as well, which is really nice. Yeah, I mean, you do love your crispy. We've realized <laughs> here now. Okay, that sounds like a really good meal that you're having. So you, you're going to have corn fritters, who knows where, somewhere there. Yeah. But now you've had your meal, you're feeling full. So you need an afternoon activity like Ferris Bueller. You know, you want to have an adventure that you'll remember for years. So what would you do in your afternoon for the perfect day off? And who would you do it with? Okay, I don't know if this is bad. I really like the idea of just like taking like a painting or like an easel somewhere and having a picnic with myself. Is that strange? No, that's great. Where where are you having the picnic though? Uh, maybe like the Royal Botanical Gardens. Oh, lovely. I love that. And are you painting the gardens, the sea, the yeah, opera house? whatever strikes my fancy. Yeah, on the day. Yeah, yeah. That does sound great. Have you ever done that before? No, not at all. I feel like that's why I want to do it. It sounds whimsical. Yeah. So this, but this is where it gets a bit tricky, right? If you've never done it before, there's such a chance that it could suck. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's unlikely if you're in the Royal Botanic Gardens on a beautiful day with an easel, you're probably having a good time. Mm. But there is that potential that it could just go absolutely wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. You could just like paint something and you're like, this is terrible. I remember why I don't paint at all. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, are you a painter? No, I used to draw a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, a bit of creative visualness, but um, not paint specifically. Yeah, not okay. Much. So this, so you'd be painting here. So it's a new medium for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, you're right. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> no, it, I, I like it. Let's let's roll with it. And you're you're by yourself. Are you are you the type of person that likes their own company? Because there's some people that need to be with other people, and there's some people that just like a bit of solace, a bit of time with themselves. Um, I definitely like hanging out with other people a lot, but uh, at the moment my routine is very like on if that makes sense yeah so i think um right now if i'm like thinking about the ideal like day i'm like oh god be good to have a nap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love I'm, to be not interrupted for a while <laughs> yeah well i, I realized when i asked the question I, I kind of phrased it as do you like being alone or do you like having friends which is a terrible way to phrase <laughs> the question but i get what you're saying a thousand percent sometimes you just want to break and i think a nap and then go to the botanical gardens and doing a painting sounds absolutely blissful Mm. are you a good napper are you a bad napper Uh, tell me what are the like qualifications like can you do it because some people just can't nap some people like cannot sleep during the day they are like too active i can't like nap on command but like i can definitely nap what do you mean nap on command Like, like sometimes i'm like oh i'm really tired it'd be good to have a nap yeah and i try and have a nap and it doesn't work out um, sometimes I'm like, all right, I probably shouldn't have a nap right now. And then I fall asleep and I have a nap. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's always when you don't want it to happen is when it happens all the time. Oh yeah. That's life, isn't it? Yeah. hundred percent for you. Um, I guess when you're doing this picnic in the gardens, are you bringing food with you? Like, are you bringing your corn fritters with you to the gardens or are you having a wine? Oh yeah. Let's do like a, like, again, I'm a sucker for wine, cheese, olives. 
Okay, so you got just forget the baguette. We don't need the baguette. We've had I mean, corn fritters. We can have like crackers or or a baguette. But if I'm getting the baguette from Sydney, it's like less appealing to get the baguette. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it at all. Like you can find good ones, but it's harder. Yeah, I I agree with that. Okay, the wine. What type of wine are you getting? Is it a red? Is it a white? Usually, it... usually a red. A red. Okay. I'm thinking so, like Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, delicious. Do you have a brand that you like, or is it just anything? I switch it up all the time. Yeah, whatever's good, whatever's on special. special. <laughs> yeah, glad we had the same thought. Um, and then you've got your cheese and your olives. This sounds like a pretty terrific afternoon. Um, oh, oh no, something's something's just happened. I'm so sorry. You're getting a phone call. Uh, bring, 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 bring. Few. Uh, hello. Yeah. Uh, hi. Yeah, it's your boss from uh, the food sample art. Um, can be honest, uh, I saw an Instagram story that you were painting a picture in the Royal Botanic Gardens, uh, drinking wine, uh, having cheese and olives. I thought you said you were sick. Um, yeah, the doctor said that red wine has a lot of antioxidants. So I thought I would try that. Yeah, and that's going to help you with your flat tyre? Because I don't know if you should be drinking and driving because I forgot that you also <laughs> you also have a flat tyre. Well, I, th- I figured the, the tyre is flat, so I'm probably not going to drive, you know? Okay. Please fire me. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> done. Easy. Done. More than happy to have you fired. Um, all right. Well, you've been fired from your job, so that's great. So you've been able to have your, your sick day. Let's, let's recap it. So you've started off the day in the worst job you've ever done, giving out food samples. It sucked. But thankfully, your tire's flat. So you've gotten out of work for the day because your tire's just not going to work. And no, ma- no matter how much free coffee they give you in the back of your car, you are not going to be taking it home. You then decide to listen to um, LaRoe Bulletproof, which is a banger of a tune to get you pumped up for the day. Um, and then you have your perfect meal, which is an undisclosed Newtown location that serves corn fritters. We want them to be crispy as hell. Then after that, you're going to the Royal Botanic... Well, you're having a nap. Got to have a nap. And then you're going to the Royal Botanic Gardens um, to do a painting, which you haven't done, but it's going to be exciting with some cheese, some wine and olives. How does that sound as your perfect day off? That sounds perfect. It, that sounds amazing. That's, that's what we're here to do. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Chuck and Asiki. We're very excited to have had you on the guest. I'm very excited to see your shows coming up in, in Melbourne and Sydney as well. Kanit, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me. <coughs> Chuck and Asiki. And that was the perfect day off of Kanit Core. Look, full transparency. I think Anit did have my perfect job. I always wanted to be a food sample person at Woolies or Coles or one of them. I just thought it would be the best job. And I can't believe that was her least favorite job, I guess, to each their own. But thank you so much, Ganit, for coming on the show. Make sure to grab your tickets to Ganit's debut comedy festival show. She'll be at the Melbourne Comedy Festival from the 10th to the 23rd of April and at the Sydney Comedy Festival in Sydney the 18th to 19th of May. As always, please make sure to like and subscribe and leave a review. It means a lot to us. And join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.